0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Millionaire Voices, the business motivation podcast. If you're new to the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you're already subscribed, welcome back. Look, today's guest is Aaron Frou, the co-founder and CEO of Griffin App. Griffin was started in 2017 by Aaron Frou and Bo Starr, two students out of the University of Florida. Their last semester at UF, the two started working on an idea to help their peers build a better relationship with money. After graduating with a bachelor's degree in economics and finance, respectively, they both turned down job offers in the financial industry in order to stay in Gainesville and pursue Griffin. Griffin automatically buys you $1 of stock in the companies you shop at. The next time you purchase a cup of Starbucks coffee, you'll automatically invest $1 into Starbucks stock. Order something at Amazon, you now own $1 of Amazon stock. With Griffin, your ownership comes with benefits. You'll share in the growth of the companies you own. When they make money, you make money. You also have the ability to impact the decision-making of your companies. Each dollar of ownership gives you the ability to vote on the future of the company. So today's show, it's a little bit different, as also I'm joined by two traders that give Millionaire Voices a new round-the-horse vibe. Episode 3, Millionaire Voices. Let's get started with Aaron fruit Look, it's, it's really a pleasure to talk to you, man. I've heard a lot about you. I know that you've been an entrepreneur like myself. A lot of people who listen to this show are entrepreneurs, and you created this amazing company called Griffin. So why don't you introduce yeah. yourself? to our community and tell us a little bit about what Griffin is and and who Aaron Frug is, the CEO.
1: So Griffin stands for greatest revolution in finance is now. Um, And we built an app that automatically buys you stock where you shop. So the moment you buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks it invests $1 in a Starbucks stock. You shop on amazon.com, a dollar goes to Amazon. Anything in your life you can own just by being you. Basically our whole intention and purpose is that we wanted to create an alternative to investing in general. I think a lot of people still don't feel comfortable getting started with it. It's a, it's complicated. It's hard. There's a lot of emotions, especially if you guys have seen in the past few weeks, um, there's also just a lot of ups and downs. And so how can we build something that gives people the confidence and the control that they can do it themselves and feel good about it and say that, Hey, your life, your story, that defines your investments, right? Every moment that you make becomes an, a piece of ownership in your life. Uh, hmm. And we just wanted to, I think, well there's a lot of amazing opportunities to get people invested for the first time there's a huge majority of people who still don't and so if we can make it fun, if we can make it enjoyable um, and make it more in like a safer, healthier environment for them to just start, that's kind of our goal Wow so that's we've been, uh,
0: that's pretty cool yeah. stuff man and it says a lot about you. It shows that you're passionate about this world. you know w- was that kind of how you developed this idea where you were looking into this?
1: Yeah, so I um, I actually I when I was in college, I actually had a wealth management internship at a at a pretty well known firm, and I'll never speak poorly about the firm, but I was actually sitting down with a financial advisor, and uh, this woman walked in, and she was in her mid thirties, and she had this Manila envelope with a bunch of files, and she said, "Hey, I've been working my entire life; these are all the assets I've built up, but I've never invested." Um, and she goes, "Like, I don't know what to do. I don't feel comfortable about doing it. Can you just please take care of me?" And my family. And he smiles. He puts his hand on, on her shoulder. He says, Don't worry, I got you. I see the same information he puts in the computer for everyone else, basically sends it off to a bunch of analysts in Chicago and then makes one and a half percent on her money. And I'll be straight up. I just kind of sat there and I was like, That sucks. Um, that's super shitty. And the fact that like money is one thing that we all deal with and it's all something that we do and investing should just be a natural part of life, just as like simple as brushing your teeth. Um, that ended up going back to school. I met my, co-founder there's actually three co-founders but i i I met my original co-founder who was already working on an idea and we said like why aren't people investing and saving and so we went around we interviewed a ton of students and it was the same three reasons i don't have enough money it's not made for me and i just don't get it Mm -hmm. um and so there was a moment where one time my sister and i were at a starbucks and the guy was like hey that'll be 12 dollars for two cups of coffee and she looks back and laughs and says i should really own stock for how much i shop here Um, and (laughs) so the light bulb went off, like, why can't you just own the places you interact with? Why can't investing be as easy as just living your life, um, and giving everyone kind of a platform to just start. Um, and, and if you really look into it, only five States require financial literacy courses. A majority of people build a relationship with money at 16. Most of it for us sucks. So like, how can we create a positive relationship and reset how this works? Um, in a different way. And so that's like, that's why the purpose we're here. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, I'm not a hedge fund manager. I'm not somebody who's been in the industry for a long time. I'm not a professional trader. I'm human. And I think the thing is, is like, how can we humanize an industry and actually give the retail investor and people actually access?
0: I love so, it, man. I love that, that energy that you put into this. And I know people and, and CEOs of this generation that are putting that. Attitude and that that thought process behind the entity that they're building is really gonna help this world uh, evolve in many different ways. So let's speed up a little bit with talking about yeah. business side and and creating this uh, to a reality. You had that idea, you found that why, you had that passion, and you met some business partners like you said along the way. What was uh, the beginning looking like for you guys? To paint the picture for us.
1: Yeah, so we started this off in our last semester of college. Um, and it was just something that, like, in between classes, we got obsessed with. We start to work on all, like, all the time. We went through a hundred different ideas. Um, we basically started off with a concept where, like, we wanted to get people invested in music festivals. So it's like the next time you went to Coachella, you actually owned Coachella. Uh, like, we kept changing it around. We even, I know, we were literally just talking about DraftKings before this started, uh, but we wanted to create like a DraftKings for the stock market. So basically it says like, hey, you know, Danny, if you thought Apple was going to go up 1% today and I thought it was going to go down, we each put in $5 and then whatever happens at the end of the day, whoever wins, wins. And so we like worked on that idea for three months until we found out it was illegal. Um, So (laughs) so, (laughs) That's a hiccup. It's interesting though, because due to like the liquidity crisis and what happened in 2009, the Dodds Frank Act said that you can't bet on the overall of the economy unless you own it. And so if we're betting on something and we don't own it, so when it comes to like options and shorting, um, that's okay because technically it's, it's, it's an ownership aspect. But if you're just betting on stock, it's technically legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, how can we still make it fun? How can we still make it human? We went through a hundred ideas. We graduated college. I had a job in banking um, and I was supposed to, he had a job in wealth management. We worked every day. We used to sneak into the graduate school building and we became friends with security guards. And they had these classrooms that had these huge whiteboards, six whiteboards, and we would write on them every single day. Like I have videos of us with 103 fever, stole in the room from like 10 in the, like 10 in the morning to like three in the morning. Um, and it's, uh, we just, every single day, these huge whiteboards, we used to call up different law firms and ask for free consulting services so that we could make this happen. And then one day we just all quit our jobs. We maxed out our credit cards um, and we just started doing it, building it. Um, And fortunately enough, I think a lot of life is about relationships. So, you know, us becoming friends even on this call right now means that we could be like lifetime business partners and that we can have relationships and that it will be meaningful and we can help each other. And so I just built, was fortunate enough to have built a lot of relationships in college and just asked a lot of questions. And so, you know, uh, within the First four
0: months, we raised about $500,000, too. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And, Aaron, you it. know, I, I wanted to yeah. jump in there for one second and tell you something I want to commend is that you're really defining an entrepreneur right now. You know, people who are listening to say what he was saying about staying up that late and, like, you know, nonchalantly, like, When you're putting in that work to build your dream, sometimes that nobody else could see, it comes down to the fact that you got to put in this type of work, even if you have that fever. And then it sounds like you guys just leaned in, like you took that, that you you fully committed. And people need to understand these principles that we're trying to teach and, and what you're saying so nonchalantly, like naturally, is so important to why you're so successful. So... You know that, and then you 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 sped up to raising the money, the five hundred thousand to get you guys <laughs> yeah, jump started that, kind of that, <laughs> that that uh that happened because you planted all those seeds, like you said and and what happens, I used to tell my sales team is that you water it and you speak life into it, and eventually they're gonna grow. Yeah. Did you have any mentors before you started taking this you know to the next level?
1: So I think this is what's um I think anybody that you meet can give you some sort of meaningful advice. There hasn't been a single time that I've ever had a conversation with someone that I haven't learned something. Wow. So every every meeting has been meaningful and also everybody knows somebody. So it's like it, you build your relationships and your connections that way. And so like, I would say, I sat down with an account executive at a local company in Gainesville where our college was and I've sat down with billionaires and I, I can tell you, I learned more from the account executive than maybe I have from the billionaires. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it depends on the person. It depends on the meeting. Um, and so, yes, I've had a lot of amazing mentors. I honestly, as, as weird as this sounds, but like m- my mother is one, she's like an absolute brilliant mind. Um, and so she's been somebody who has like, cause I think one of the biggest things that's not focused on when it comes to entrepreneurship is mental health and like self-worth. Um, and so to be able to like take care of yourself and focus on yourself and know your worth and know what you're creating is very hard and it was very hard for me to do. And I'm still learning it. Um, and so that's why when you were saying about like living the entrepreneurial lifestyle, I I think there's two very specific things. One, um, I don't think necessarily what I did was healthy. I think it becomes an obsession. I think when you love so much what you're doing and what you're building, it becomes kind of your everything, but I have to learn moderation and i want like i don't want to like i don't want to push out to other entrepreneurs and say like this is the life that you're supposed to live i i think there's got to be there's got to mm. be some sort of middle ground
0: it, it, um, you're talking about that second mountain you know where it's like what's what you have a big why and usually it's something that's driving you that's way bigger than yeah. yourself and you know i've learned a lot myself from mentors along the way actually someone who's going to get to speak on this show because Besides going full speed and learning about the stock market, because there's a lot of opportunity I want to dig into real quickly with you. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the journey of mental health as an entrepreneur. Just wanting to have success, whether you're a business owner or just working with companies that are trying to get to the next level. You have to know how to balance your life. Yeah, but
2: honestly, I don't mean to interrupt, Danny, but what is that balance? As an entrepreneur, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Aaron. I mean, but... I think that is the entrepreneur. I mean, I think I think it is those 16, 17 hour, you know, days and being sick or, you know, not wanting to do it, but getting out of bed. So I think it is a mental health issue, uh, obviously, but I think all entrepreneurs have that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's almost a must to, to kind but of like, be successful.
1: I totally agree. That's the thing was like, but that's like why I want to open up that conversation, because I think we all live this life and I think it's all something that we do. I just wish that there was a, I don't know, because it, it 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 feels like an addiction, and it yeah. feels like, and, and so it's like when people also say like, how do you become an entrepreneur? I don't necessarily think that's a thing. I think you just are. I think like you realize that that idea, that concept, also kind of comes to you. Well, the definition,
0: um, the definition of you know, I feel like of an entrepreneur is a problem solver, uh, someone who looks at something and wants to solve. The challenge, you know, I always used to change the word problem to challenge just to make it, you know, realize that it's, it's a positive. It's just got to find a way to get around it or over it. You know, the person that just made a celebrity appearance was somebody who's taught me a lot about that and doing things that are grand in life. But, you know, for me, and, and sorry to cut you guys all off. Yeah. My thought is just about being fulfilled in your life. That's what the balance is. Fulfillment is the balance of when you feel that peace. And that peace is when probably you're in that flow state where you're always improving yourself. You're always learning. I love that you said that. You can learn in any conversation. And people should understand that you should always be open-minded to learn from anybody of all walks of life. And that's why I preach and a lot of people around me are circles is that I'll shake the janitor's hand and I'll shake the CEO's hand the same way because the person who's actually going to hop on this call, they always send me, Danny... Whether you're a celebrity or not, we all put our pants on the same way, and we all go to the bathroom in very similar ways. And the point is, we're human, is 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 the metaphor with that. And that's where I want to turn the page with you right now and say, look, we'll get into mindset, but I want to talk business with you, man. I got some people on this call that... I believe have been experts in this field too, have made millions or maybe not quote for them, but have made substantial amount of income in this market. We have the CEO on the phone who's built this amazing app and I want to dig into how exactly it works and, and understand how you're running this organization. So this is where we're going to take the convo now and I want to know, you raised that 500000 you started this company and now you're in business. How's it running now? What's going on in your company right now? And then I'm going to bring in a couple people to talk about this market because it is crazy right now.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a good question because it's, I, I think you have to look at kind of entrepreneurship in two different lenses. You have to look at a startup and then you have to look at somebody who's like building a business. Um, it, it, even though that kind of sounds weird, it's what we're doing and what we're creating is, is for growth potential. Right? Like you look at the Robin Hoods of the world, um, their founders, the money that they're making, what they've been paid, you, you don't make a lot. But the idea, the idea is that it's, it's that you grow something that after six years, their business is probably a $20 billion company because they've created something that can be so incredibly fast growing. And then the idea is that, you know, one day you get acquired or one day that you IPO. Um, and then there's also the other side of it where you build something that generates money. And that you can like make, of like you know, you buy something and then you, 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 you sell it or you build something and then, and then you sell it. You put, and so it's, I think it's just different. So I just want to make sure that like, when I'm talking about this kind of the reality and the expectation of where we're at, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of money to my name, but the last check that we received in our company, our company is valued at $25 million, <laughs> right? So the diff, the, the difference is though, is that if you looked at my bank account, there's nothing in it. And so I think it's just it's important to have a to just a clear understanding mm-hmm. of that, like yeah, and I appreciate being an entrepreneur in a startup <laughs> versus you know,
0: and that's the rawness that I really appreciate, yeah. Aaron, because you know a lot of people see that glamour, and it comes down to I'm announcing you, I'm hype right now, and I'm talking about the CEO. You just told me amazing things, but you know, there's something that we have to get to know that building is a process. And people need to understand now the conversation that we're going to go into for you guys is that we want to talk about this market. I want to understand your app a little bit more so people know how to use it. I think that what you're doing is great for this world because it does help people get involved into this type of market, even if they weren't going to. And then there's some strategic investors, just like people are looking at this market like a hawk every day. So give me a quick one by one of a play by play. Someone is yep. using your app right now and how it works.
1: So I, I think we, we try to make it as simple as possible. So all you got to do is you go into the app store, you search Griffin with one F, G-R-I-F-I-N. Um, and basically it's, it's you download the app, you create a brokerage account like any other. Um, and we try to make it as like simple as possible. So it's like nine quick slides. Uh, and, then, and then you link your, your bank account and then your favorite credit card or or, or debit card. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, Literally, once you do that, you go out, you spend like normal. You don't even have to think about it. And the next time that you shop somewhere that is a publicly traded company, um, our system recognizes that. It says, okay, this is something that's gonna like can be invested in, and then it will invest you into it. So the way that the app works is, so for every one purchase, $1 is invested, um, and we pull the money out of your account once a week. So if you made 10 purchases in a week, you'll invest $10. And so... Now let
0: me ask the you: idea. There is yeah. there a, that's the minimum per se. Is there something where you can raise that bar and say, "Hey, I want to go a little bit more"?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we so we wanted to make an even playing field. We wanted everybody to feel like that they could start investing for the first time and to feel like that they are aligned with everyone else. We've already built out the ability to be able to change it. Oh, so if wow. you want to go to like five dollars per purchase, ten dollars per purchase, one hundred dollars per purchase. Uh, you know, if you want to change it to a percentage, you can. We just intentionally haven't released that yet because. We're, we're so new to the market that we wanted everybody to feel they're on the same level playing field. And mm. I've only used the app for a few months and I've already put away $1,000. Um, and so I think if you think about like how much people are actually spending on a day-to-day, that money adds up very quickly. And it's crazy to think too, like, I've already invested in 57 companies. So to think that like that's where I'm spending in my life and I'm not even paying attention to it um, is, is a very cool feeling. So to take the... dis so I think the biggest thing that stops people from investing also is decisional paralysis. So when you're downloading an app and you're trying to decide what to buy from the first time, you know, more people do research on buying a new car than they do on stocks. Stocks is either emotional or it's friend referral. If you go on TikTok and you see that everybody's saying, <laughs> hey, you so should true. put your money into this new SPAC, <laughs> then you go online, you put your money into it, and that's your decision. Like, And so we wanted to say, hey, maybe right now for first time investors, let's focus on companies that are more stable, things that you've like less volatile that you've invested in that are dividend payers, and that you can have for the long term. Because we're not saying that like, all of your money should be here. We just think that we're the best place to start. Now, is it is
0: it customizable? Is it customizable to the purchases? So for example, you, you know, you purchase something at Starbucks, now it invests into Starbucks, could you be able to control where you want to the investments to go per se, or is it just based on it being a publicly traded company?
1: So, so you can turn off companies. Um, like if you're like, Oh, I hate Exxon and I'm going to go get gas there and all I want to invest in is electric vehicles um, or like, cause that's where I believe that the industry is going. You can turn it off. Okay. Um, and so we wanted to make it like customizable and like have those kind of guardrails for users. But basically, the entire basis of it is that you can only own the stock if you are a customer first. So we're trying to get rid of the word shareholder, we're trying to get rid of the word customer to turn everybody into an owner. Wow. And so it's it's a limited universe that's literally only based around your life. And that's the purpose of it. But what happens though, is like when you add up your cash fund from when you make purchases at private locations, you can use that money to add more into the companies you've unlocked. So, if I want to throw like 10 more bucks into Amazon, I can
0: the one last thing I want to mention before we get talking into the stock market what's going on right now for our viewers yeah. is I want to understand what you would say the best target market is for your app. Who is a great user for this platform in your eyes? Is it an age I think, group? Is it so like I, I think it's infancy stage. Um,
1: so you know I have I have my own Vanguard account. Um, I trade on Vanguard. I have my own Roth. I put away money for retirement. I invest in ETFs, but I also love using our app. I think it's, it's very cool to just have something fun on the side where it's like, I'm micro putting away money for the long term into companies that I spend with. Like, I think the thing is too, is for example, and I'll, I'll give this, I bought, I bought Tesla stock um, at a, I think it was, it was before, before its original split. And I bought it like below a hundred and I sold it. And because of that, I was so upset with myself that I wouldn't allow myself to buy back into it. And I think like these emotions when it comes to the stock market is because I already missed out or I made a decision, I'm going to punish myself as it continues to go up. Mm -hmm. And I think so like kind of the beauty of what we wanted to create as well is that you don't have to time the market. You don't have to think about these decisions. I don't have to be hard on myself. You know, I bought a t-shirt at Tesla.com and it automatically invested in a Tesla stock. I didn't think about the price. I didn't go over it. Like, I believe Tesla will be here in 20 years. I think that like what he's creating, what it's completely changing the entire environment. And so, but for some reason, emotionally, when it came to me making the decision, I would punish myself because I sold too early. And that 1500 bucks would have been worth probably like $35,000 right now. And so, and so I think the thing is, is like, my hope is that our app is for everyone. Um, The goal of where we want to be in the future is we want to create ownership benefits. So it says like, hey, Danny, thanks for being an owner in Starbucks, here's a free cup of coffee. And so we actually want to build real loyalty and create like liquid dividends. Um, But like, on the other end, I think it's like for everybody else who felt like that the investment industry wasn't for them, that they weren't good enough that they didn't have the confidence to do it. And like our position is that it's like, we're not even a competitor to Robinhood. We're not a competitor to these apps. We're an alternative to investing in general. Like anyone can do it. Just be yourself. Yourself is enough. Mm-hmm. You're smart enough. You're good enough to start.
2: And, um, and let, and let so me it's, hit it's you cool to
1: see our user base and it's let like me hit to you 70 years old. It's all different backgrounds, demographics. Um, we have a majority female, which is super cool. So there's like, it's, I think it's just, we're different. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, let me hit you with one type of rebuttal that I'd like to, you to, to say to someone like that is why not just get an advisor and just let them handle it?
1: Because I think owning stock should be a right for every human. And I think they should be able to be feel confident to do it themselves. Um, an advisor is probably a good idea for some people. I think a majority of people most of the time can't have access to advisors unless they have a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. So if I have to wait 14 years before I'm worth it for an advisor to speak to me, then I've missed out 14 years of investing in compounding interest.
0: Ooh. Um, okay.
1: I believe that there's still reason for advisors. I just think though, that with technology and how it is that if we can get people younger in, That will change the world for the better. More people need access to investing. Investing builds wealth. Um, And so it's an awesome question. I just, I think that this is a good place to start. And what's really cool too is when people just own stock for the first time, action first, then they get interested in learning. Then they can learn about ETFs. Then they can learn about Roths. And the reality is, is like you put somebody into a target date fund, themselves, if they can learn about that, then they can do it themselves without getting charged one and a half percent, which can be 400 grand. You could spend $400,000 on a financial advisor when you could do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like
0: That's so cool, I man. I, I actually really, about that, I really so appreciate that answer and I think the audience will too. So now let's turn the page again and you're looking at this market and you've, as being a CEO of a company who is studying this market every single day... You've become pretty knowledgeable. I've been able to surround myself with people who are pretty knowledgeable too. And I'm always learning from people. So I want to bring in some special guests for this episode. I have Arby and Lance here who have been both going hard in this market. And these people are coming from this perspective that they've been the investor. They've been the person putting money into this market and watching what's going on. So I want to open up and introduce them to the show And thanks so much for joining us today, Arby and Lance, and welcome to Millionaire Voices.
2: Thanks for having me, Danny. Uh, I mean, honestly, Aaron, I I like everything that you said, man. I think uh, the younger generation now with all the technology and everything that's going on in the world, I think everybody wants to hit that 18, because in high school and even in college, they don't show you what credit cards is, what your credit score is, all these things that are literally in your life daily. Did Did I miss a payment for 30 days? Why is my credit 560? You know, you go to an advisor, do I have enough money to go and sit down and pay all this money uh, to an advisor when you have the internet? And, and people are getting educated in, in that space. And, and you take, what I like about your app, and I, I kind of downloaded it, is you take the emotion away uh, from, from buying something. So you're literally spending the money every day. Why not put it somewhere where it's actually you're getting that dollar, you know, five, six years go down the road, you're 26, 27. You, you know, you've said it yourself how much you've put away already on it. Like, these kids won't even pay attention to it you know, when they get out of high school, you know, and, and having that opportunity to everywhere they shop, that's a publicly traded product, you know, they're automatically investing without having to look at it every day. And as we know, as possibly as investors, we get emotionally attached yeah. to anything that we buy. So, I totally. mean, I think your app is, is, is awesome. And, and I know we were talking a little bit earlier before we are recording and I'll let Lance introduce himself
1: uh, before we kind of get into it. So Lance, you want
2: to Yeah, I was sure. gonna say really,
1: really quickly, I just want to say, I love you and I appreciate you. Seriously, for, for saying that, um, because it, it, it's important. And it's important for, like, and one of the biggest things that you said is, is credit cards, too. Uh, people who understand credit cards can make money off of credit cards. Like, I have two million points to Hilton, and I've only stayed at Hilton three times <laughs> in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, and there's ways to, to navigate the market. But unfortunately, the industry is built to make money off of people who don't have money.
2: It's a cash not back model. You know, right, you go dude. to, you go to the gas station. Oh, cash back here, cash back there. Why not cash right. into a, to a market, you know, where you're making money, uh, instead of getting the right. points where you might not fly for, for a year. I mean, look at COVID, what it's done. I mean, you could have all these points. You can't fly nowhere. You can't stay at a certain hotel. But yet every right. time you buy something, you're investing some, you know, a portion of that, of that purchase into a stock. And, uh, and then you educate yourself a well, lot I bought, this, or I bought that. Well, what's, you know, what's Starbucks doing today? What's American Airlines doing today? You know, all that thing is, is, is so awesome. Uh, And me being 50 and being surrounded by a bunch of younger, uh, you know, guys, uh, and and stuff like that. It's kind of cool to kind of see this evolution of apps, um, and introduction to having a younger generation really look forward to being those early millionaires, you know, or they're wealthy, you know, early twenties, you know, late, you know, early thirties. And and this opportunity is is really pretty cool to, to kind of watch you guys, Kind of create these opportunities
1: for the younger generation. So no, no bullshit. I thought you were in your thirties, so that's cool. To hear. Cool. So <laughs> now I love you do, back. See, it's as simple agree. as that. <laughs> uh, but second, actually, what we want to do is we want to partner with like loyalty programs. So it would be really cool if I could use my American Airlines points and transfer those into stock. So that's like our Ooh, hope. yeah. That, hope. That's that. Uh, that would be that would be pretty cool.
0: And just so I'm polite on our um, on the show, I want to introduce the other. Expert that I consider. is yeah, I
2: apologize. I'm sorry.
0: Oh yeah, oh Uh This is Lance. <laughs> Lance, how it's you doing today, man?
3: We're great. We're great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been fascinating learning about uh, Griffin. Um, and you know, one of the like idioms or sayings thrown around in, in in investing is is timing time in the market beats timing the market, right? So this is a, an easy way to, to do that and build that up um, with with a lower amount too. That doesn't have to be. Serious or gut wrenching, like you said, because it does get emotional. I've I've ridden, you know, portfolios from eighty to to twelve thousand dollars over a month or two, and you're like, holy, that wasn't fun. You know, it doesn't feel good, right? right? And so, for someone who, especially, you know, you just want something in your back pocket for a rainy day, a little bit of extra, it it almost is like a rewards back program, except yeah. it, you know, of course, it comes out of your own pocket, but at the same time. Sure, sure. It's there, you know, now it's yours and and you don't even have to think about it. So I think it's a really cool idea and I'm also a, a UF alum. So uh, congrats to, oh, to you guys. Hell with there. the Gators. <laughs> <laughs> Go Gators. <laughs> well,
0: well, I'll tell you what, I've been inspired by Lance and Arby uh, the past year because they've made a substantial amount of money and that's what I want to talk about. Let you guys take the floor because I consider all you guys the experts. Let's open up this dialogue right now to this market, let's talk a little bit about some hot stocks. And obviously, everyone knows that none of us here are giving any professional advice. It's more just about having a great conversation.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> professional advice here. <laughs> Play at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: well, I guess someone can take the floor, take the mic, but let's call this more like a freestyle session of the stock market. Let's just open it up. of What's, what's a hot stock right now? And what is the craziness going on right now? And I'll let the experts take it from here.
2: I'm going to say far from expert, uh, but lucky has a little bit to do with it, uh, for sure. I mean, I I invest long term. I think we had a little conversation earlier. Um, I'm always looking at that that upper, you know, where is this going to go? Obviously, administration changes mean big. So as soon as, uh, Biden won and the change of administration, we know that we're kind of going to go green or, you know, the EVs always, it's been hot even prior to the change, but it's gotten hotter. So anything between like CL and E is, is, is been good for, for me. That's, that's a really good one. Uh, obviously I just, what we were talking earlier, CCIV with, with Lucid just made came out with their announcement. Um, Riot that kind of fits the, the Lance profile, uh, that he's been on, on, and, uh, Chainlink and other things that, you know, I got into it at $2. You know, M-A-R-A was, was somewhere around that same pile. It was Actually, it was less than, than Riot. And now you got Riot uh, with that upswing with Bitcoin at 47. Are you paying attention to things like that? Is that something that, you know, we talked that you're a long-time investor and, and you look really young to have that mentality. Uh, typically, your ages are always day trading and, and looking for that quick fix. You know, what do you look at when you, when you personally are investing in, into the market?
1: So... It's a, it's a great question. Um, I kind of break it up into a few different things. So I, I think a majority of the way that I invest is for the long term. So I, I always have that thought process in my head is, is this a company that I believe in that will be here for 20 years? Um, and that's what I would put away. When So, for example, when the stock market crashed in um, March and $14 trillion was wiped off, there was a certain amount of companies that I saw that were, in my opinion, oversold. So when you look at like Carnival Cruise Lines or Royal Caribbean and it's like 90% lost its value, I had a belief system and, and this was a certain way that I looked at it is that I believe that these these companies will still be here. I think right now it's it's still struggling, but if you actually look at it, it it's actually a necessity for some people. So when it comes to the elderly, it's the only form of available travel. Most of the time when you start getting older, you can't take airplanes. Um, you can't travel that way. So I thought to myself, this lost 90% of value that quickly in a month. Uh, like I believe in these companies, it's a good investment. And so those are some things that like I decided to put my money in. Um, I did very well off of that actually. And so, but even like recently I decided, okay, well now I wanted to actually sell out of that and then move probably more into stable companies. Um, a lot of my trading that I do is actually like when I want to do more like day trading in a way is actually in my Roth account because I want to protect myself from taxes um, and so I, I but like so that's why that mentality is still for the long term um, and so that's why it's like I think it's so important like if you can max out your Roth every year um, for people that are making like that below amount and can put up to six thousand dollars into the roth per year and how do you like me
0: and how do you do that you guys say that so simply like how do you how do you put your money in the roth
1: so I mean for me specifically like I have I have a Vanguard account. And then every single time that I get paid, I put aside a certain amount of money and I put it into into my Roth. And so I always make sure that I fund my Roth before I fund any brokerage account. Cool. Because I'm looking at it from the point of view of, you know, I, I recently, I really, I, I think that, so I, have you, you, you know, hims, like hims and hers, like the men's, Yeah, uh, the hair, Viagra, or I'm sorry,
0: the Viagra. Sorry, <laughs> my, my mind's all over the place.
1: So. <laughs> now I know where your mind's
2: at. <laughs> the hair, the hair product. So.
1: But like, I I think the thing is, for me, as I looked at that, and I said, you know, you have these medicines that are legacy, they're antiquated. And so we're moving more into a system where like, people want good design, people want good experience, they want direct to consumer, they buy online. And so the easier way to access that, I think that these companies are brilliant. So for me, like, I decided to, like, make a purchase (laughs) of the stock when it Cause it, it was, it's fact, right? Yep. It went through a spec. It went,
2: that's uh, Alex um, Rodriguez. So
1: I, I bought he was those. funding
2: but, that Alex Rodriguez was, was one of the, one of the ones funding that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so like I ended up buying into it, that doubled. Um, but I bought that in my Roth. And so like, it's been 30 days. I can make a decision if I want to sell or not, not worry about the tax consequences of it. And so that's like the why the decision that I make. So I don't know if I'm the right person to maybe ask about this, I've, because you know i put I've, I've put a few dollars a dodge coin don't
0: don't say that so nonchalantly because we have someone who went heavy into the cryptocurrency market mr and Lenz. done
2: extremely well <laughs> extremely well why, why don't you <laughs> extremely think, well can, can like, you interject i should have followed bit? him about four years ago yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely everybody listen up for this guy right here let's talk about what he just said let's
1: talk after this podcast (laughs) yeah for sure and after let's talk he's a beast let's jump let's
0: jump into that what he just mentioned about
3: cool yeah no i mean i think touching on traditional stocks um in in that world i think there's certain ones that your typical blue chips that i think everyone's you know feels safe in um of course you you have certain people calling out bubbles like Michael Burry from The Big Short um, talking about Tesla and things like that. Who knows how long this market can sustain some of the growth we've been seeing in small caps and micro caps. I mean, you're seeing four times, five times occurring pretty quickly in, in some of these situations. So typically that happens in the run up to a blow off top and then we'll see what happens from there. But at the same time with the macro background of everything going on geopolitically across the globe, money printing, stimulus checks, um, indicators are going back and forth, right? So it's it's kind of an interesting time. I, I, I'm a fan if I'm in the traditional markets right now, probably being in more more stable REITs and things that are going to produce a yield for me that I can protect some yeah. cash for the inevitable drop that may come. Um, it's been a while since we've had a. I mean, we had a correction in March, but it came back really quickly in certain areas. Um, But then, yeah, beyond that, I mean, crypto as well. I I delved pretty heavy into that. And, you know, it's just like you guys were talking about earlier. And and it was a parallel that while we were building Green Roads, I used to work with RB and Danny here in the CBD space and the hemp space. Um, You know, you dedicate 9, 10, 12, 14 hours a day to one thing. But then if you're yeah. passionate about something else, too, you're, you're going to put your free time into that. And that's where, you know, sometimes it doesn't even feel like work. It just feels like what you're interested in and what you're learning. Um, and so I, I, I dove into crypto uh, 2016. I was couch surfing in California. Uh, my buddy dropped out of law school. I had a full free ride scholarship to, to San Diego law. And while I was couch surfing with him, he's printing out textbooks from his home printer about Bitcoin and Ethereum and smart contracts. And uh, so I started paying attention and getting involved in the market and uh, really just took off from there. And yeah, you know, I'd, I'd leave work at 7, 8 p.m., 6 p.m. sometimes early, go to the gym, get home and and be up researching and doing things in crypto until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, and I, still, I mean, last night I was up till 5. So that's just... <laughs> And, and that's a crazy market
2: because it's 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. you know, that's, yeah. Talk about, talk about, yeah. you know, it being a little nutty, uh, and, and reference to, to that. Uh, but I mean, Lance, I think is a little modest. He, he's been in a 2016, 17. I missed chain link when it was what? 75 cents or, yeah, or something was, crazy. My lowest buy it, is 13, 13 cents. And today it's at, you know, 27, I mean, $28. Yeah, yeah. Dollars. You know, so I, I'm kind of kicking myself because I was building the business and helped build the business what we were doing. So I was like, I don't know about this. I'm not gonna. I'm going to leave it alone, which I probably never do again. Just because, you know, like for me, I, I'm an, I got into investing a little you know, a little late, you know, so now I'm, I, I, I'm somewhat what? conservative, but a, a, I'm a risk conservative. So I like analyzing everything and I'm willing to bet. On what my risks are because i've already done what i feel is going to move forward so again like the clean energy the ev you know things that are future based space spce like i think you're in it um and i think those are that's the future so whether you want to hold on a year or five years from now you know i'm going to bet that we're going to be somewhere in mars in about five you know five to ten years we're going to hit the moon we got private sectors getting into rocket and i think you know like astra that that just came out on a spack, and, and that's you know that's gone in the direction that it's going. Uh, so I think it's extremely important. But I think you raise a, a, a key point in reference to like how do how does the younger generation learn about investing? And I think your guys's app is is extremely important because they're going to be paying attention to where, everywhere they buy. And, and I think that's that is the future of investing. Robinhood has shown it. You know, Reddit's, you know, a lot of these guys are on Reddit. A lot of these girls are on Reddit. People just learning about the market and really making the market change uh, compared to these insiders over the decades that they've been running the market. Now that's all changing. You got a lot of younger generations that are putting 18, 19 hours on studying. These guys are out at dinner, you know, you know, ordering McAllen and taking Patron shots. And you got these... These younger generations just hitting the computer and doing their research on companies and who's sitting on the board and what's future, uh, you know, for this industry. And, you know, that's that takes me to like the UAVS. It's a drone company and it's made it made a huge jump um, when the administration says they were worried about DJI and other software, uh, you know, kind of getting into the American, you know, uh, back end of personal information because everybody's kind of flying a drone. So they kind of came down with that, and I mean, it it went from a dollar thirty, and it's hanging around fifteen bucks today. So those are the kind of things that I like, kind of like looking at, and I'll play long term on those things. Maybe take a little bit of profit, um, which you know I try to get away from because that that those taxes are you know are killer. So you know, and people don't know that either. So that's kind of where I go back. Well, like it. short-term capital gains versus long-term. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, you're gonna pay yeah. it. You know, if you want to get in and out, you know, you better put that money aside every time, even if you make fee. ten grand or a thousand or five hundred bucks. You better put that tax that's aside, a, not, but, not but go just order to, it at dinner. Just to
0: jump in and, and ask you guys to understand what is the short-term and long-term capital gain well, tax that
2: could change now with this oh, I'm, so, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. This be no, this no, could be a
0: painful. No. One. What type of what type of approximation could I?
3: So, short term is is typically going to be taxed similar to your income. Okay, um, like ordinary tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, depending on and there's levels to that. If you're you know in a higher bracket, and we are on a show called Millionaire Voices, you know you're looking at forty percent, right, for short term um, for short term okay. gains, right? Painful. So it it hurts. It can hurt for sure. And then long term, uh, depending on your your gross as well as how much. Mm-hmm. Um, your income, your income, and how much you're taking out, you know, up to up to forty thousand with with minimal income, you're gonna get zero percent federally. States are different; each state has their own. Fifteen uh, percent gets you up to four hundred and forty thousand, four hundred forty-five thousand, something like that, and then twenty percent above okay. that.
0: Okay, fair enough. So if and, you make a million
3: over thirteen months, and let me you're gonna ask owe you, 400. okay. And Ouch. thank
0: you for that information, Lance. And let me ask you guys this: is it or the same? Sorry. Is it the same in the cryptocurrency market?
3: Yeah, cryptocurrency is.
0: Same. It's taxed the the same.
3: same. Is that going to stay the same? Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Time
0: will tell. Okay. Well, let me ask you guys this because, you know, I'm in awe right now and I'm sure everyone else listening is because these people are making these moves real life and executing on the plan. What do you guys think this market and what we've seen during the pandemic? Can you relate it to another year in history, and and what do you think the future holds? I know the stock market's unpredictable with all this volatility, and we'll talk about some stocks, the GameStop thing, the Bumble thing, and all the other
2: recent news. Can you guys, I mean, I'm the old guy. In the can rooms. you guys give me some? Yeah. Can, can you guys give My us historical? Historical, you guys historical records. From what you guys study, according <laughs>
0: to <laughs> your calculations, uh, according to our calculations, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I mean, I look at you guys as brains on this market. Talk to me about the state of this market and where it's going, so people understand, like myself and others.
2: I, I saw the dot .com, and you know, in the 2000s you know, you're going to have corrections in this market. Our, the March correction was was because of the pandemic. You know, that's what, what I think. I mean, it was obviously going in the right direction, but now you have this eclipse of event that kind of takes the market uh, to to 19,000. You know, that, that was huge. You know, um, now you have it on the opposite side. You have a growth that's just unfathomable. I mean, it just doesn't stop. It just continues to grow and grow and grow. Um, I think there's going to be a correction, there's got to be one. I think probably around 10. You know, we might see some in the first at the end of the first quarter or somewhere close to that. And then we might have every summer is always a little slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, people don't understand that. I do very well on certain days where the market is very flat or even negative. Okay. Uh, you know, you have the U which I play. I've had it, it when it went to like high 30s. I'm going to play that for for a very long time, and that works off the 30. You know the, the 30 stock index, and then you you play like QQQ and, mm-hmm. and all these other ones. But but I th- and I'm always going to beat them because there's always going to be corrections. The, the important part for me is to have funds available mm-hmm. when that correction happens. All right, so I'm here wherever I'm at. I don't think it's ever going to get back to that 19. I mean I mean Kyle that couldn't make it today. I got it to Facebook, Amazon at 1,800. All of these opportunities came up. Am this I is ever, in March. This is in March. Okay. Am I going to have that opportunity again to kind of get in there? I'm not going to invest as heavy as I did when, it, when right. March came around. I'll keep picking at it if it goes in the 2800s or 2900s, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to continue to add huge amounts of money mm-hmm. uh, to that because and it doesn't allow me to play in the other parts of the market. So I, I've done very well off the typical market. You know, the, the market that's not on the uh, on this big. You know, Dow's up 500. I've been uh, the Dow's been up three, four hundred points in one day, and, and I'm down. So, so hey, I mean, it really depends, but I, I think the market's definitely going to take, you know, it's got to get it correct. It's
0: like, too far. I feel like I feel like this is going to become around the horn right now. I feel because I'm rocking the suit, I'm going to hit the horn
1: <laughs> right now. And
0: Aaron, <laughs> hey, you're up thirty seconds to a minute on the mic. What's your take on the market right now?
1: The stock market's the only thing that goes on sale, and people don't buy. And I think that if I love what you were saying about having cash set aside for that, it's important.
0: I mean, point, if you look point, at
1: point. Warren Buffett and how he was speaking about. He always said, like, I, I. That's when you buy in. You're getting a discount on these companies. Yeah. Like that's the whole purpose of it. I mean, and so I also think that the more the power of the retail investor comes in, it's not going to be about fundamentals anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the sentiment and how people feel about companies. I mean, the fact that Tesla is, mm-hmm. you combine every single other car company together and Tesla's <laughs> still more valuable, right? I mean, the thing was, is that Wall Street said that Tesla wasn't a good company. Look where it is now. And so I think the thing is, is like, you just have to, The more and more that we understand people, the more and more we'll understand the market. Um, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I don't think that I'm somebody who can predict that. What I can say, though, is that once more and more people have access to the market, we're opening up the U.S. markets to the rest of the world and more capital can come into it. Like, that's just, you know, it, it makes sense. The reason why the market's going up so much is because more than ever people have access into it. Also, if you have a... The federal funds rate is like 0.1 there's no reason for me to keep my money in my savings account um and i also think too that you're also going to see a lot more money going into the private space investing in startups the returns like those types of things as well i think it's but that's what's the important the importance in my mind about like diversification like having Maybe, your money in different yeah, areas, yeah diverse, diverse yeah, yeah. those well, funds Lance, you put I, all that money like... into cryptocurrency which is like it's, it's awesome. And I honestly, I want to ask you, cause I want to have an open conversation of, did you hold all of it? Was there a point that you sold? The fact that you bought in so low, were you willing to buy in as it got higher? Like all of these like real conversations and even, you know, just like even hearing the other side of saying like, well, I invested late. Right. And like, I just got into the market. Now I want to hear like, wait, why, why did it take so long to get in? Now, from the other sense, so like, ask both of you those questions because I, I just think we need to talk about this. I, when I bought Dogecoin four years ago, like three – I don't remember what it was. I was still in college at, like, point zero 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 two, mm-hmm. and I sold it, and, I, and they got up. <laughs> oh, to that's, the the best, that's so painful. That's, that's the best time <laughs> so to buy
3: Dogecoin. What? Is, the best time to buy Dogecoin is when it's under a penny, and then the best time to sell it is when it's over four or five. Cause it Why? Well, I'll get I'll get into, but one of the things I look at when I'm I investing too, and especially trading, is memeability, right? I mean, we we talk about information and access, and and how many more people are coming in, how much more money's coming in, but also how much quicker is information reaching these people, right? And how is that Correct. information reaching these people? Mm. Uh, what are memes, but an advanced form of a hieroglyphic, if you will, right? It's 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 a picture, an image that. Passes information from one person to another without necessarily even having to to do a whole lot of research or get deep into it, right? It's very surface level, but right. it passes info from one to the next. So when you look at things like that and you see how Elon himself has become somewhat of a meme personality, you look at something like GameStop that you've got these guys with these ridiculous screen names, the, the David versus Goliath story of Wall Street <laughs> versus the little guys, the... Um, the evolution of everyone being laid off to this year, to then sticking it to the hedge funds that have been kind of toasting it up all year long during the coronavirus, <coughs> while everyone else is is kind of stuck at home and, and dealing with economic woes. Um, yeah. You know, but then of course there is a level, like you said too, of being late to the party, and then you don't want to be the one who buys GameStop at three fifty, and now it's at sixty, and you're you just lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I think but, that's that's a different bet, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. so that's, that's, that's a, a co- short term. That's a completely a thing. you know Fine. different different bet. But you got me into um, some of the things that I'm doing now. I, I'm I'm not in Bitcoin. Right. Uh, um, me I'm me, me uh, uh,
3: yeah, I be neither for disclaimers. Yeah, I'm not
2: in Bitcoin, but I am on Chainlink, and and actually, Lance, uh, I think it was what four months ago, he kind of came to the house and yeah. kind of got me into it. And I think it was like at fourteen dollars at yep. that point, point. Um, and it went down to eight dollars, but trusting what he's been able to do in that space um i didn't even yeah. look at the money it was just like all right it's there uh, if it went to eight i should have bought more but i didn't because i you know i, I just wasn't in the mood to to be honest I, I was looking more at what the traditional market was giving me uh and i was doing well on that and i invested pretty pretty good uh, on what he gave me but then i also bought an additional i bought like bat uh i bought uh, orchid um, that now are actually on the up climb I you know I have them at somewhere around 20 something cents or I think they're at 60 something cents but again I have no idea what the company's about. It was just <laughs> I have zero where it's gonna be five years from now so the typical trading mentality that I have in the typical market is so far from where that market's at I threw money at it that I'm like you know what it's there I'm not gonna look at it it's like an IRA I'm just gonna I'll pay attention to it three five years down the road because I think that that's the future with you know, um, all the money that's coming into the market, the stimulus that what that does to the market. But here's here, I'm going to be the the devil's advocate. Sooner or later, that runs out
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because
2: people are going to have to have a job if they're not getting a paycheck from yep. the government. So you know, th- the biggest war I think that's going on right now in traditional tr- uh, trading is that you have these insiders that have controlled the market for decades, and it's going to be a tug of war between the typical investor, myself. Uh, or or our conversation, to the people that go to dinner and control and manipulate the markets on an option high, option low, your puts, your calls, you know, we are still getting educated on that side. So, you know, I know a lot of people, I mean, Tesla and Apple are the highest shorted stocks in the market. How does that make any damn sense? You know, so, so those, you know, when something like that is possible is that these guys have the inside and they're manipulating the market. So I think that's where they took it. They took a, you know, a big punch to the gut when when the game stops happen and the amcs happen um because the fact is they didn't know how the market was going to react when you have 140% short sale you know everybody's going everybody's going short and then you have this high influx of people saying you know what we're going to take you guys out and then it costs these idiots you know from from these companies because that's what i feel that they are you know when they come out and say that the little guy shouldn't be meddling in these rich guys uh you know uh rooms You know, and I think that's BS. And I think that's what the war is going to continue because a lot of these people that got into those stocks have a shitload of money now and they're really smart. And and I I think so because they're just, they're just, listen, your generation is next level smart. You you know what I'm saying? It's not this typical book shit where people are kind of looking at books and the market should go here and these are the fundamentals. And, you know, I sit with my advisor, I sat down with him two days ago that actually Danny knows. And he's telling me, well, this is, you know, you're living in a fantasy world. I'm up 174%. You know, on 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 the shares that I've I've gotten into, and I'm like, why am I living in a fantasy world? Who says I can't continue that or maybe double that? You know, because of the fact of learning and being in these in these uh you know in Reddit and all these other places and looking at at a stock and kind of finding out what that's about, and then the SPAC market's out of control. So I just leave. I just get excited talking about all that stuff. to Be honest.
1: I, I will say though, in a weird way, the reason why I like the SPAC market um, is because I while it still has its problems, it is giving people more of an opportunity to get in on IPOs at IPO prices. It bothers me to see that a very specific amount of people were able to buy Airbnb at $65, and then the day it starts trading, it's at 140 Like, that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, so you did you see Bumble today? Set. I mean, Bumble oh. was supposed to be come out, Bumble, that the, the app, was supposed to come out at yep. I think thirty nine dollars. It opened at seventy seven dollars. Like who can a typical right. trader? Right. You know you can't do that. So I, I think you make a great point in reference to the SPAC. Ah. They linger anywhere between ten to twelve bucks, and even the SPACs have picked up. You know what's going on. So now they come out at fifteen to
1: twenty five bucks. Right. Correct. So they- the, the thing yeah. is, so is I it's think the, the major differentiators though in a SPAC is that um, there's I I there are problems with it. There are very much there's issues, but. On the other end, you have companies that are now IPOing at lower valuations. The fact that Airbnb come, IPOs at a hundred billion dollar valuation because the fact is, is that there's so much private money now that companies can stay private longer. It takes away potential mm. gains from the everyday investor. And so at least SPACs, you know, they're maybe they're more like the billion dollar market like cap range. Mm. And so at least there's growth opportunity. Um, I'm sure some of them, they're definitely some are like overvalued and things like that, but going from, you know, $1 billion in valuation to one and a half billion dollars versus going from a $40 billion company to a hundred billion dollar company, because that's just how it is when you, I mean, it's, and so what, and even what you were saying too, is I, I'm really bullish on future generations. Um, I'm, I'm a millennial and I think Gen Z is smarter than me. Like 100%. I think the more access that we have, the more open we are to communication um social media has its problems, but it also the the speed that we get information, the fact that like TikTok is creating an opportunity for real people to communicate with each other and that we're not just like highlighting famous people now like anybody can be somebody. Um it's just it's it's cool. It's cool to see the change. And I think we're just gonna get smarter and smarter and people get pissed off when Younger people are smarter. Start playing in when that, that cat, cat in that cat litter, boxes, litter box. They, they don't like it.
3: it. I, I've used an analogy before, kind of like, um, you know, it kind of used to be, it's, all, it's the whale's game, right? Especially in finance, you refer to the biggest dogs in the pool as the whale, right? And then you're a much smaller fish, and it's usually their game. They're manipulating everything. They cause the biggest waves. And then you're kind of just along for the ride. But now, like you were just saying, with the speed of information, it's also the accessibility with these apps and whatnot, um, to get in and out and these different opportunities that are presenting themselves. I look at crypto almost as, uh, like a, a an early version of, or more a decentralized version of VC angel investing, right? You can, you can mm-hmm. find a new project that's about to launch and get in when it it's market cap is 500,000. Right. And then you can literally ride that all the way to, 25 billion market cap and make the thousand time gamer gainer on it. Uh, that typically is is reserved for a Gary V or a Chamath or or someone like that in, in that stature that's that's in that background and has those connections. Um, and, and again, with this information and things going viral, and it really is about now. It's it's not necessarily the biggest fish in the game. It's the quickest fish in the water. Who can process that information, parse it, find good opportunities, and get in first, and then get out. Obviously, if you yeah, you, you make some money, take some chips off the table, secure your bag and then the let family. the rest of it ride. And then, you know, so it's like, if you've got, if you've, if you've, if you've doubled or tripled your money, take your initial bag out. Now you've got twice that amount still riding. And if it grows, it grows. If it takes a hit, you can weather that cause you've already taken your initial yeah. out. Yep. You're not going to lose money cause you've taken your initial out. And then you can even use that initial if you, uh, want to pursue other opportunities and, and, um, you know, I definitely see it as a building block long-term game. You know, you're going to have a few opportunities every couple of years that can really multiply and really put you in a better position to then help those around you and, and build something that's going to really affect your community or the world. Um, but like Arby was saying, like you were saying earlier, you have to have that ammo in your war chest. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be fully out there and then not have anything when there's blood in the streets to kind of help
2: in the street by real estate. So
0: you guys, (laughs) you guys, man, I just want to thank every single buddy on this podcast to what information you gave. It was so knowledgeable and and we're going to wrap up soon. And I want to ask you a couple conclusion, concluding questions, but I want to finish in and properly introduce you all and then properly say goodbye. And let's, uh, Give us a stock pick. Go around the table real quick before I ask you some final questions, man. Uh, we'll start with Lance. Lance, give the fans a pick, man. What do you think's next? What's going on?
3: Stock crypto. What do you want? <laughs> Whatever There's you a lot want. To talk about Whatever you want for the people. Long-term crypto. Go with Chainlink, and then stocks. I'm gonna say pick up some Palantir. People don't talk about Palantir because no one knows what they do, but I do, and you should own them
0: all right cool why'd you have
2: to say that (laughs) that one hurts that spack hurt that hurt um i mean uh for me obviously i'm i'm gonna take uh, a future znte uh it's a drone uh spack aerial spack uh but definitely uh don't sleep on cciv uh i think uh that ev across the board i think they're all pretty pretty uh impressive and hot so okay
0: okay and Aaron, Aaron,
2: what's up with you,
1: man? I, I was just going to say, uh, I, this is probably one of the most fun I've had on a podcast. <laughs> I, I feel like we could have talked for hours. Definitely. I, I, like, I, I, I learned things. and like, that's cool. Um, I got it. I, I think probably my, my truth of, of my answer is that I, I'm, I'm probably not going to provide a company for people to choose. I think it's, it's more of the it invest in what you believe in and be willing to to stick with that and think of it from a long-term mentality. You're doing this to buy well. Mm-hmm. Um, be smart about investing. Only invest money that you are okay with losing. Um, and I it is it was very, very scary for me to see people putting all of their life savings into GameStop and AMC mm-hmm. um, because of like trying to get in on the momentum trade and seeing so many people mm-hmm. basically get fucked. I, I don't know how else to say it mm-hmm. because of it and buying in too late. Um, like Protect yourself have any savings be, mm-hmm. be, be smart about it um like everyone listening on this is our art is smart and just i i, I don't want to see people getting hurt so i well,
0: think that's, well, that's, look, that's man. unfortunately
1: the position i have to take <laughs> that, 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 show, that, that,
0: that, my that shows <laughs> you <laughs> as that Otherwise. that ceo well, that goes
1: with <laughs> the Danny. spirit of the app too. yeah it's yeah like you
3: live the you are what you are from, yeah so that's perfect <laughs> that, that, <is laughs> that actually <committed>. defines it <laughs> and,
0: and Aaron, it's been a pleasure man and i guess some. Final questions for you that love to hear your thoughts as being the CEO and the, the path you're on uh, my first and fi- of the final questions would be what do you want out of all this business success that you're striving for what, what, what's getting what's that ultimate place that you're, you're going for it with with Griffin and, and your vision as a CEO
1: I think it's a few things um, if you want to get real for a second Yep. I, I probably have to, I feel like I still have a lot to prove for myself. Um, a lot of my self worth, I always defined off of how other people viewed me. And so I'm trying to work on that now. I'm trying to figure out how to like love myself, how to like myself. Um, and so I think that a lot of the times when we create things, we try to bring value. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that like what we're creating will make a difference. will bring value to other people. Uh, it would be, it would be nice to have financial security to come out of that and to feel that like I have the confidence to take care of my family one day. Um, I I think it would be very cool. Also, you know, so many startups are creating like incredible change. So if like when Griffith IPOs and I have money, I want to invest in startups. Um, I want to put that money towards people building things that are, are changing the world. So I don't, I don't know. I think that's just kind of my, my high, high level answer is, is, is
0: I like that. continue I like building that.
1: something, loving it, myself in the process and just learning. I'm, I'm so fortunate that like I get to have a conversation with three amazing people right now who have done all incredibly cool things. And now I can consider you all my friends. Right. And so now we can build a relationship and I think that's life. Um, so it's just, it's a, every, every person's valuable. I don't look at people as transactions. And it, so it's just, it's a, It's just, it's cool to be
0: here. And let me, let me, let me check you back, uh, man to man, you know, I love that CEO mentality, but when you say one of the, let's get real, why do you think you got to prove something? What, what's, what's that thing in you that's saying, Hey, I got something to prove. Like, is it for legacy? Is it for, is it for, for something from someone telling you you couldn't get there, you know, what's that desire for?
1: It's a really good question. I think a majority of the time in our lives we spend on other people and we don't look inwards. Um, and so it's it's always focused on outwards. And most of the things that we're taught in life are actually counterintuitive to how I believe it should be. Uh, the entire concept of, like, if you actually think about how the body works, the only way to build muscle is to break it down first. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like my lowest moments in life have always been followed by my highest highs. Mm. Um, I think I'm just trying to prove something because it's, I probably something for my childhood. Um, and it's, it's, I think a lot of us need to be taught like self-worth and self-love and healthier habits. Um, but I, I think so much of the world is, it's outward focus, but how are you supposed to take care of others if you can't take care of yourself?
0: Look, and, so. and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and Arby's told me that before, and he's been a huge mentor in mine when I asked you about that mentor question. And I'll tell you, man, look, I've invested, you know, and I'll be candid over six figures in myself, uh, for my growth. And, and I've been around mentors and sometimes people question, you know, why would I spend that money on them? But I've been somewhere around, you know, great people such like Jim Fannin, Ryan Blair and stuff. And they've, I've invested into finding that balance as an entrepreneur mentality, the spirituality of yourself to realize the bigger why. And they give you a lot of tips and principles that they learn, a lot of wisdom and Arby's taught me. And a lot of things, obviously, you learn through your own experience. But the point is, is the wisdom to know how to move through life like chess, because you have to know how to handle it. And knowing that it's not perfect. And you have to know how to be stronger. And like you said, you break down the muscle. You break down the mind of knowing how to how it feels to feel weak. So you know how to know to be strong. And that's where you become that almost bulletproof that nothing. Because you're in that inner peace. Like you said, you you, you get right first so that you can go and go help others. And people tell you that. But when you find out how to get right and do it, a whole other person comes out of you the best version and you get what you want you become a manifester and I manifested many things I want millions of dollars in sales we got millions of dollars in sales so you know I want to just conclude with asking you I know you're going to the top you asked me when I, you saw this uh, earth behind you going to space I said yeah man we're going to the moon we're going to the top You have that drive and we appreciate that. All of us do. I know that I can speak on behalf of the people I already know because I've worked with them for many years. We built that love, loyalty, trust, respect. And what do you, what do you see, Griffin? Where do you see that vision? Do you see more investors? You know, talk to us for anyone who might want to get involved on that level. And then where do you see this? How big do you see this? Is this the apple of the trading? How big are we going? And let's conclude it with that. And great speaking, brother.
1: I appreciate that. Um, I think there's a very big difference between Disney World and Six Flags. And I think we could all agree upon that. There's Apple is Apple for a reason. Tesla is Tesla for a reason. I don't believe that there is a finance company out there that has truly built a brand dedicated and surrounded by people. We want to be that brand. Um, I, I truly believe that Griffin will redefine how the investment industry works, how finances work. Um, everything that you deal with money, everything that you deal with brands, the hope is, is that that's all in who we are and I know it's going to happen. Um, and we're going to make it happen because like our focus is community. Our focus is brand. Our focus is giving a shit about our customers and trying to like change it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think we're going to, my, what do I think is like success? I want Griffin to be a household name, like Kleenex whatever it is with like, Griffin is a noun, Griffin is a verb, Griffin, it's, it's an adjective, it's a mindset. Um, and it's a, and so that's what we're working towards. I think that there's so much amazing things that we can do with it. Like we bring good people in, like, like you into this, um, our next, in the next few months, we're looking to even raise another round of funding. So we haven't t- taken on funding for about a year and a half. Um, we've proven everything that we said that we would. And so we're going to look to, to raise 10 to $15 million, um, and then, so it's just, it's a, and we want to do crowdfunding too. So like we want people to be able to invest in it. Ooh. It's like kind of like, you know, so I think that that would be super cool. Oh, that's um,
0: awesome, bro. That's awesome.
1: So what? I said that's awesome, yeah.
0: man. That's awesome. It
1: it. Do, do you mind if I say one more thing? So. <laughs> take, the, take, take,
0: take the floor, man. It, I, it, you're doing so it.
1: I, I also, I also want to promote moderation. Um, I want to show that like, yes, I, I, like, I have the the iPhone 12 Pro Max. You know, I wear jewelry. I like nice shoes. I like nice things. And I think one of the biggest things is like I always either see online like you need to save absolutely everything and don't live your life until you get to like and store it of all away. But I think life really is about moderation. Enjoy the things that you do. Live your life. Enjoy it. Feel safe. But like. Also, take care of yourself while you're doing it. Um, there's, there's got to be that middle ground, and I, so I just want to make sure that, like, I don't
0: know, bro, bro. Well, well, and once again, when I said earlier, being vulnerable is such a uh, part of growth, and I've learned that is I've been the same place, man. The same place of realizing you gotta face things and 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 grow up at certain places and and kind of man up. And I wouldn't say woman up, I'm not not saying men or women, just step into knowing that you got to take responsibility for the life you want to live. You can cry about it, you go through hard times, you can feel defeated, but you got to face it, you got to approach it, and you got to hit it head on. And, you know, once again, I learned that from Arby, when there's something that pops up and it bothers you, you go and address it. You don't let things just, you know, build upon you and things and stresses and whatnot. And you don't speak your truth because then you're going to be sitting there wallowing in your own despair and feeling sorry for yourself and whatnot. And this journey is about fulfillment, but it's about reaching some goals. Get to your goals. You know, people tell me, dang, stop talking about it. Be about it. And that's the type of thing. But at the same time, it's just enjoy it. Don't be trying to do it to prove it. And that's why I kind of question you on it. Prove what? It say just do, do, just do, let's do. And that, that, that mentality is just simply just go into your life and enjoy it and just learn from your mistakes and get better at what you do. Don't be so hard on yourself because it's not so serious, but do it big. Don't settle for nothing but greatness because if not, I mean, it's all good. You don't know if you come back again. It's up to you to figure that out, or, or to take that test. So, but compassion is great. I'm someone who likes a hug. I know people that say, "Yo, get your ass up, stop being a bitch." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've heard people like that. I like hugs. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. I like that, but I don't know where I'm going with that. But I, I'm I'm pretty much showing you, hey, that's I, I've been through hard times, and, and and it's okay to say when I say hard, it's just wallowing in your own mind and not just being your, yourself and being happy. And that's most important as much millions of dollars as we're all making and stuff like that.
1: And, and I think I'll, I'll even like add on to that and like to speak from the high point of view. If I'm, if I'm always comparing myself to somebody else, I'm going to lose no matter what. Like, I mean, if, if I wanted to be the best TikToker out there, I mean, I got to get 108 million followers so I can pass Charlie D'Amelio, a 17 year old, like who, who created a life for herself. Um, by creating content on TikTok. And I think the thing is, is that it's, I just, I, I have to learn that like each one of us, like we all create value. Each one of us can help each other out. Each one of us can like create good positive change in the world. Um, and that it's just, we just have to stop comparing ourselves to others. We just have to like, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's each one of us has our own value. That's why we're individuals. Like the fact that, it's one in a four trillion chance to even become a human. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but,
1: dude, like that, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So, that's a great line to end uh, it, man. Right. Holy baloney. Yeah. Bro, wait, hey, look, we're on the same page. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to have this conversation and I wish you the best. I'm going to promote your stuff and, and anybody who wants to know more, I'll have more information in the description and the links below. Make sure to share, subscribe, like. We just want to grow this community. We just want to help you out. And we just want to live a great life. So thanks everybody for being on this episode. Aaron, Frog, CEO, founder of Griffin, co-founder of Griffin. Thanks for coming on Millionaire Voices, man.
1: Thanks, guys. Pleasure I you all. I hope Pleasure. You all
2: hey, good l- this too. hey, listen, now that we're off air, good luck on what you're doing, man. I think you're doing some pretty awesome, pretty awesome stuff, honestly. I really think that, that the opportunity of, of showing a younger generation how to invest and start investing at, you know, when they're out of high school and buying gas or buying, you know, Starbucks, I think that's so huge. And I think the app that you guys are doing right now could be uh, Evolution. Uh, I think it'd be huge. Uh, so when you start doing those raises that. and you start looking for that money uh, for investing, uh, you definitely reach out because I, I'm extremely interested uh, on what you guys are doing because I, I don't think people get it. Um, yet. And I, and I think that's probably one of the challenges you're gonna, you're kinda kind of face is they're not gonna get it or, or they, they just don't want you in it because it's kinda teaching the market a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, and they don't want that. As we know, they wanna control as much as you can. So I'm sure that's probably one of the hurdles you're gonna reach. But, but when you're looking for something like that, I, I love to hear what you got going on and, and what the, uh, the initial investments will look like.
1: Yeah, let's do it. And uh, honestly, I, I think it would just be cool to talk outside of this. Cool. Um, it, it would be cool to, to like
0: learn our story
1: I'm sure we can share war stories. Uh,
2: right. I uh, could definitely. Yeah. I, uh, at 50 uh, years uh, old, I can, can tell you right now, I can share a shitload of war stories. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, man. Aaron.
0: <laughs> Aaron. 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 You have you have an idea, but you this guy, bro. I met him in 2014, Arby, and uh, he somehow convinced me to. Take, take his path. Because he had this, this quality of just being real. But being, you know, that, like, so much lessons from those war stories. And then we went to war together. We, you know, six years. We went from 14 to 2020 strong together. Until just life makes us grow. But like, it's, it's like, damn. You can learn so much from this, from one person, and then you gotta keep them close. And that's what I'm saying. It's perfect timing in life sometimes because I called him an angel investor now, but, but he has a lot of network and, 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 and connections. So it's a great start to a new relationship. Um, just to tell you, RB, a lot of my family has invested into, uh, Aaron's, uh, business. We're all big believers in him and his platform. But this can open up opportunities, Lance. I know he might become some type of investor one day. So we should have this conversation. Um, And then obviously, we should talk again, Aaron. I want to talk, you know, entrepreneur, whatever you need. I am around a lot of mentorship. So if you need that push right now, you think you want that extra level, I'm around that. I mean, don't even worry about the fee, you know, because it's expensive stuff. But, uh, you know, because of our relationship, anything you need advice, um, uh, open door policy with me. So let's uh let's definitely stay in touch. We'll get you a recording yeah. of this show, and it was a great episode, brother. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Aaron.
1: I, I nice meeting you, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the kind of words. To it. I'll just say, Army, to, to to you as well. Um, I think you you understand that it's like innovation happens before the rest of the world sees it, and that's and when everyone catches up, that's when it's too late. Um, and and so I uh I when you when you said I can see it, I appreciate you saying that.
2: Oh, I uh, can see it, man, yeah. and I don't BS anybody. You could ask Danny. I, yeah. You know, it's just not—it's not in my in my genetics. I, I am the asshole that that doesn't like to pat somebody in the back, and it's just the way I was raised. Not because I don't have the yeah. feelings behind it. I, I just I, I like to give the best wisdom. I mean, uh, to to that, it's just it's something that that I've I've kind of learned. I, I got to learn to be better at. You know, even at fifty, you're learning every day on what you're doing. So you know, I applaud you know Danny and Lance and everybody that's kind of doing what they're doing because you, you didn't see that before. You know what I'm saying? And, and people being yeah. aware of, of their environment is extremely important because a lot of your decisions are made by environment. So the, the better environment that you put yourself in, it's just like the old saying is like, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. You know, so yeah. that's, that's so important. If I'm investing with smart people, I'm typically going to be pretty smart with them and I'm going to make money with them. If I'm hanging around a bunch of bad investors, I'm going to be a bad investor. So it's just right. it's just kind of uh, and kind of seeing the evolution of where that education is missing in investing and knowing what the next step is when you get out of high school and college. Like you don't know how to buy a house. Right. You don't know how to raise your credit score. You don't know what to do. And if you over and apply for 10 credit cards like a lot of these younger generations are doing, uh, they ruin their credit and they're not going to get one. You know, so they don't understand, you know, what that takes effect and I think what your app is gonna offer is an opportunity to to invest where people will go and look at a Starbucks and say, Wow, well, I got, you know, ten dollars invested in Starbucks or I got this invested here. Uh, and there, it's like Amazon. I mean, I have an Amazon package coming to my house every freaking day. I have probably four or five of them. You know, what? What? why not throw five bucks at I mean, I own a shitload of it right now. But the fact right. is, is that why don't I own more if I keep on ordering to fucking Amazon? So I literally downloaded your app. And as soon as I get home, that's the first thing I'm going to share with the wife. I'm like, you need to get on this app. I need you to do this because you order so much shit from there that I, at least if I'm ordering it, make me feel good because I'm actually reinvesting into something we already own. So it, literally, it's one of the first things I'm going to do when I get home. So I really appreciate you, man. And I appreciate everything you kind of shared today. And, and, and I'm really impressed on what you're doing. And, and definitely, I could foresee uh, something really turning out big. And, and congratulations on, on all that.
1: Well, thank you so much. And it's a pleasure, me and all of you. And it's a pleasure, me and you, Lance, too. You actually, in, in one sentence, you rewrote, just so you know, how I look at cryptocurrencies. Um, the fact that you said it's it's an opportunity to basically get in that's like a VC. sure uh, earlier on and, and these ideas like that just made so much fucking sense so fast and it, it's a, it's a it's a very cool way for me to personally look at it yeah um, and so like i'd even love to have a conversation about that it's a it's very smart yeah so
3: absolutely because as much fun as the memes and the viral you know the euphoria and all that the moonshots um you know for your long term investments you you got to do some level of fundamental analysis you got to know who's involved and you got to you know like you learn about it right and that's the same thing you would do as a vc as an angel investor seed round right you do your diligence you find out who's involved with this company what have they done what's their experience who are they connected to um you know and and you kind of formulate all right well what solution are they and you just grow from there and so yeah you know there's there's a lot of value, I believe, still uh, to be made up in the crypto space. And, uh, yeah, we'll love to talk with you, obviously, especially another UF uh, alum. I'm okay. sure we uh, can link up at the swamp one day and talk about investing and w- hopefully watch we'll a greater victory instead of a loss. <laughs> cool. Oh,
1: so, yeah. nice. All right, awesome guys. guys. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye. This was an awesome two hours.
0: <laughs> God, <laughs> that I- was great, of, man. Uh,
1: uh, love for us to all exchange information and, and Danny like, uh, I think we'll, we'll I'll put a I'll put an email we'll and, a, and an exchange right. together
0: for sure all right all right cool
1: all right guys all right, take care, care right. bye bye
0: thanks so much Aaron man I really appreciate you coming on this show today Watch out for this young guy right here. I know he's going to do big things, bringing more and more millennials and Generation Z to the marketplace. Be sure to check out his app on the show description. And thanks so much, Lance and RB, for jumping on the show today. I really appreciate it, guys. And lastly, thank you guys so much for listening in and tuning into our show. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do so. And if you thought you got some really great information from this show, leave us a five-star review in the Apple Store. And please give us a follow on Instagram, and let's get this momentum started. And last but not least, from myself, Lance, and Arby, and Aaron, this is not financial advice. Millionaire Voices, we're out.